0: Welcome to Stock Stories, episode 76. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome to the show. This is the Stock Stories Podcast. Welcome, my name is Alex and I'm your host today. This podcast is dedicated to helping you, the individual investor, make better investing decisions. And the way that we do that on the show is by studying case studies of real companies as well as looking at mental models. So we take a look at real companies that are out there, usually in the S&P 500, and then we look at more of the philosophical academic side. And today is one of those days where we're going to be looking at the latter. Lately, we've been talking about online travel agency businesses like Expedia and Booking Holdings, but let's switch a little bit today to a mental model. Let's get into it. Today's mental model is the path of least resistance. The mental model of the path of least resistance simply states that we walk the paths which require the least effort. So as we go about our lives, when we make decisions, we often simply just choose the easiest path. And this is really important to understand because we are incentivized by the least amount of energy, the least amount of effort in so many different situations. I mean, I can even point to (laughs) a few minutes ago, getting out of bed early in the morning, it's hard to do that when you're really comfortable, right? I could have just stayed in bed and not recorded this episode, but here we are. But that takes a different mindset, it takes discipline, it takes habit, it takes creating an environment where it's easier for you to do something that you might not normally do. But this is a mental model that's present all throughout nature, all throughout people's lives, and it's ever-present. This is also a mental model that is known by a different name, too, known as the drunkard search and in this metaphor imagine that there's a drunk person that stumbles outside of a bar at night and they lose their keys and they're looking for their keys well where are they likely to look for their keys say there's a a street light shining light on the sidewalk while the rest of the area on the sidewalk is dark well they're likely to first look for their keys in the area under the light of the streetlight instead of in the darkness this is this is the case even though both the dark and illuminated areas of the sidewalk are equal candidates for where the keys are (laughs) right so this person is going to look for something where it's most easiest to search not necessarily where it's they're most likely to find what they're seeking And this is a metaphor for, I think, many things in life. We're often looking for things in the easiest of places, not necessarily where we're most likely to find them. And I can give different examples of this. For example, take our careers. We might choose a career path because it seems safe. Our friends are doing it, or maybe our parents approve of the career decision that we're making. We might choose a spouse because of societal pressure to marry at a certain age or in a certain social class, or maybe it's a situation where culturally we're expected to marry not just a certain type of person, but a specific person in particular, and we are meant to live up to that cultural expectation regardless of how we feel about it, and in many cases, this is the path of least resistance, too, because we're, we're going with the flow, right? We're coming of age, and we're making a decision based on the fact that other people have made decisions before us that are similar to the one we're about to make, and so we want to go with the flow. It's evident in so many areas of life, and it's so important to think about this kind of thing because it matters, the decisions that we make and it's not just within investing but within every aspect of our lives another example i want to talk about is pressing snooze on our alarm because it's easy to stay in the warm bed just a little bit longer <laughs> as i mentioned this is a battle i had to face not very long ago but this is something that many of us face every single day when we wake up in the morning we need to get up and we need to pursue our work. Whatever that work is, whatever that calling is, we need to get up and go after it. But the path of least resistance is always to stay resting, always to stay uh, stay quietly in our bed and to let the world continue <laughs> as we stay under the covers. But this is our work to recognize that the path that is of least resistance isn't necessarily the best path for us. It's not always the right decision we need to make. In the process of decision-making, we have to think about the consequences of our actions and our inactions. And in the case of walking down the path of least resistance, it's often the inactions, the things that we don't do, that end up leading us astray or down a suboptimal path. So let's apply this now to investing. What are some ways we can apply this mental model? Well, one example is that we might choose stocks for our portfolio that we think will give us an easy alibi if the thesis does not work out. So I think about the the saying within the mutual fund industry that you can't get fired for buying IBM, so to speak. So imagine that you run a mutual fund or you're a private wealth manager and you're managing people's money and you want to keep your job because you like your job, you like getting paid and you like serving people. So if you're running out of investment ideas or maybe you're just not sure how to allocate capital in a certain way, you might just buy some of the biggest name stocks that you think if things don't work out with them your clients will understand and they'll they won't be super satisfied but they won't fire you either because oh who could who could have expected that IBM was going to fail or oh IBM had subpar returns from the point at which you bought it but ah it's okay it's you know it's IBM who who would have expected that so when we purchase stocks, we have to be mindset of this for our portfolio. Are we buying it just because we're afraid, so afraid of being wrong that we want it to look like we took the quote unquote safe option. This is something that we need to be careful of. Simply moving along with the crowd is a dangerous activity. Another example related to investing is we might choose in vogue stocks that everyone is talking about. And we're buying them simply because other people are buying them. This is the path of least resistance. If you and I were to watch CNBC every day, we would undoubtedly see the same list of stocks popping up over and over again as being mentioned for one reason or another. And this changes over time, Right. The media and the investor community at large has certain stocks that tend to be top of mind. I mean, right now it's really the Fang stocks, and Fang is an acronym F A A N G, and these are some of the most popular stocks in the world, and that and they stand for Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google, which is really Alphabet. So you have all of these big tech companies, and they're vying for people's attention, and to a large extent, they control the digital world that we live in now. And uh, so everybody is saying, should Should I invest in Apple? Should I invest in Alphabet right now? Or oh man, is Amazon really a good deal? And in many ways, it's the path of least resistance to jump on the bandwagon and say, yeah, like. I just bought some apple it you know it went down a little bit and now it's it's headed straight for the moon well maybe in say a trading operation that could be a great idea but from the perspective of a long-term investor buying a stock based upon the short-term psychology of the markets and of of people around you is really just following the path of least resistance it is not necessarily a wise decision Another example is that people love cannabis stocks right now. They're really in vogue. Also, people are talking about Tesla. Tesla is, is a really uh, interesting company. It's got a lot of things going on. It's run by a very charismatic founder. And yet it's a company that hasn't been profitable yet. But it's it's still been in the news for years because of It's amazing ability to innovate and break into the American auto industry and energy industry. So these are examples of the path of least resistance. Sometimes we are tempted to buy stocks simply because they're cool sounding or because other people are buying them and we have to apply a little bit more discipline than that and look behind the fact that they're high status stocks or glamour stocks and say, okay, what do the fundamentals tell us about this business and what is the risk I'm taking with purchasing shares in this business and is that risk premium worth it? One thing that I want to stress is that buying stocks, you are often paying a risk premium relative to safer assets, quote unquote, safer assets, right? So you could take your money and buy a 30 year treasury bond with the US government paying two and a half percent or somewhere around there well if you or i are going to purchase a stock we're going to expect more than that two and a half percent because that rate is guaranteed by the federal government i mean that's almost pretty much as safe as you can get when buying securities so we have a risk premium that we're willing to pay above and above and beyond in order to get something higher But many times we pay a risk premium or we take more risk without getting as much of a risk premium back in return. And maybe that's another topic for another day, but that's just something to keep in mind. When we take the path of least resistance, we simply accept risk with very little risk premium. We're taking risk because it's easy to do so. Think about all of the companies that we've covered in the past I'd say over a dozen weeks of companies where every time we look at the balance sheet and every time we look at the trends and debt levels, they're just piling on more and more and more debt. Now, why are they doing that? Now, in the annual reports, they'll tell you things like, quote unquote, general corporate purposes or adding to liquidity or repurchasing shares. All of these things sound good. All these things sound normal. But at the end of the day, most companies that are taking on this additional debt, they're doing so because they think it's wise and they're doing so because it's the path of least resistance. When they're borrowing money at 3% and they're purchasing back shares of their stock that theoretically will make much more than that 3% in return, that's financial engineering. That's trying to arbitrage the interest rate difference between the cost of the capital they're borrowing and the expected return of the capital that they're purchasing. So in, in one way, it makes sense. But on the other hand, that's the path of least resistance with that capital. What is the highest and best use of that capital? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's purchasing back shares, but maybe it's reinvesting in the business for growth at a high rate of return to me, it tells me management maybe isn't thinking as hard about how they can reinvest wisely in their business if they're borrowing money to buy back stock, unless there truly is no other source of, no other, no other great way to use that capital um, in an efficient manner and simply increasing the risk of the business you know, just in order to buy back stock. So things like that tell me that management might be taking a path of least resistance and might not be working fully in the best interest of shareholders. I think that a wise management team is always looking for the best use of capital at any given point in time. And uh, so that's another example, I think, of how this mental model could apply to how we construct our portfolio and how we identify risks. So as you go throughout life, remember, not just in investing, but in choosing your career and choosing your spouse and making these big decisions, don't always choose the path of least resistance. Fully analyze the options available to you and make a decision based upon what truly matters to you and based upon sound principles. There's always going to be an easy option. And maybe, there, maybe the easy option is the right option. Think about the mental model of Occam's Razor that we talked about. Sometimes the simplest option is the right answer, but sometimes it's not. And we have to have the wisdom and discernment to know the difference as investors. Sometimes Occam's Razor will apply. Sometimes the path of least resistance will apply. And sometimes we need to guard against the path of least resistance and be aware of it fully. So that's what I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening to the Stock Stories podcast. I'm excited to come here every week and talk to you about stocks, about mental models, about improving our portfolios, improving our decision-making, improving the way that we look at companies so that one day when that bear market comes, we have the cash ready. We already know exactly which businesses we want to purchase. We know exactly the characteristics and the fundamentals we're ready. We have prepared our minds as investors and we're prepared to make decisions that will improve our portfolio and our family's net worth. So thank you for listening. If you would love to get in touch with me, I'd appreciate that if you want to talk about stocks. That's what I love talking about. <laughs> so email me at alex at stockstoriespodcast.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Stock Stories number one, Stock Stories one. And yeah, thank you for listening. If you feel so inclined, it would be helpful to me and to the podcast to rate and review this podcast, whether you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever platform you're using to listen to this right now those ratings and reviews matter because it helps make sure that the show gets in front of more people who it can be helpful for so thank you for sharing the show rating and reviewing the show i appreciate that i'm alex and i will see you next week